Hi everyone, this is Haley from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Carlos Del Rio and Megan Fine, who recently joined us for a webinar on telemetry and ultrasound investigation of cardiovascular function in rats. Dr. Del Rio is an electrical engineer by training turned cardiac physiology researcher in both clinical and preclinical settings. And Megan Fine is a doctor of veterinary medicine who also serves on the Data Sciences International Surgical Services team. Let's jump right in. Megan, this first question is for you. A couple people have asked, can this procedure be done in mice? Sure, good question. We typically don't perform that. We don't perform the surgery in mice there because of the size and surgical challenges. However, I do think that there are maybe a few researchers out there who have attempted it. For more specific questions, I just refer you, just contact ESI client services or your sales rep and we can talk one-on-one and maybe make some connections if needed for that. Great, thank you. Carlos, this next question is for you and it's coming from Kimberly. Based on your data in the uh, ZSF1 rad, do you consider this a good model of heart failure with preserved ejection fraction relative to what is known in humans? Hi, Kim. Thank you for joining. Great question. I think out of the models that are available out there is one that I feel the, the most comfortable trying to mimic the disease because it, it has two features that I think are essential. One that is syndrome, is not just a single cardiovascular challenge. The second that has elevated feeling pressures. Uh, those two, I think, are fundamental to recapitulate the presentation of the disease in patients. In addition, other groups have shown that they have impaired exercise capacity, reduced uh, peak VO2 max. So uh, I think it's a good model. Overall, is a model, and we generally need to complement them and not use it as a sole model. But I think it's, it does a very good job, smiley face, as a, uh, that review show. Great. Thank you. Are there any complications in rats with left ventricular pressure telemetry implantation? Yeah, also a good question. I, I talked a little bit about preventing some of the complications during the during the talk, but I'll just go through high level on some of those and other issues. So one of the potential issues could be signal quality issues. So the surgery could go great, but you might have a LEP signal that doesn't look good and, and may not be usable. So a few of the um, tips and tricks to help prevent that are just really making sure that you identify the center of the apex of the heart and then angle the catheter straight into the lumen of the ventricle. So even if you puncture at the right site, if you're at an angle, the tip can hit the inside of the heart wall and you'll get some artifact. And then inserting right, there's that suture aid on the tip of the catheter that I had a picture of and you want to insert. So that suture aid is flush with the outside of the heart wall um, and that'll put the tip at the right depth. So if it's too deep, you risk having the tip impacting on the inside of the heart wall. And if it's placed too shallowly, you risk having the muscle contracting on the soft or the thin walled tip where the pressure is sensed at the end of the catheter. So those are a few of the tips and tricks for that. The other, another one is making sure that the catheter exits the diaphragm where it will exit when the animal regains its normal posture. So if you think we're doing the surgery and dorsal recumbency, everything settles a little bit dorsally. And then when the animal is normally in a sternal posture, that everything shifts a little bit ventrally. So keeping that in mind as well. And then just learning and checking if there's anything that, if you have any that have inadequate signals, looking at those to try to learn from. A few other potential complications can be hemorrhage, which like I mentioned, can be worse in the hypertensive models, increasing the isoflurane for that. And then with this surgery, as other surgeries, you can have anesthetic complications. So 
That's why we like to use the inhalational anesthesia so we can quickly change the depth. We'll use different monitoring equipments and have the surgeons monitor, so things like bulk toximetry, so we can see how the animal's doing. We also try to avoid drugs preoperatively that could be pretty depressant. So, for example, some of the opioid medications as well as like a alpha agonist sedatives or some of those would be used in injection anesthetic protocol, and those can be pretty cardiovascularly depressant as well. And then, like I mentioned, just making sure that the lungs are fully inflated and the chest is evacuated and then being ready to re-evacuate if you need to after surgery. Those are Great. more specific to, to this surgery itself. Perfect. Thanks, Megan. Carlos, this next question is for you, and it comes from Alex at the University of Louisville. Could you clarify how you synchronize the left ventricular pressure data with the echo data? Was this just done in Excel on a beat-to-beat basis, or did you have software that ensured accurate beat matching? That's a fantastic question. As you may have noticed, my presentation was a little bit thin on the technical details. So the analog signal comes into the echo machine where they are acquired together. Then they are exported, and either Excel or using uh, data analysis software, we need to find out what is the correct alignment of those signals, and that's what having the alternative, the addition, what, that's what we wanted, a, a second signal that will allow us to synchronize, and that's where the second telemetry device comes into play. So for each acquisition, we have not only the acquisition in the echo machine that integrates left ventricular pressure uh, with the echo data, but we have a second acquisition that collects the telemetry signals from both devices at the same time, and that allows us to synchronize. There is a delay in the echo data, about 10 milliseconds. is not terrible, but it needs to be corrected because it can really affect isovolumic contraction times and isovolumic relaxation times. So it's, a, it's an excellent question. Along the same lines, I think I'll mention it in case the question comes. Uh, if you have used the R11 CPA, you know that setting the calibration is something that requires a pointy hat and the right face of the moon. So what we did to circumvent that issue we fix the settings on the device and always collect it with the same settings. And given that we are collecting simultaneous signals with the calibrated software, then we, we just use that to correct that calibration. So in general, that summarizes, and there are two questions along the same uh, line. I hope that okay. helps. If not, if, if not, please feel free to contact me. Perfect. Thanks, Carlos. And we'll just have one more last Quick question. Christy is wondering, have you noticed any sex or gender effects on cardiac function in the ZS, the, or ZSS1 rat? Sorry. Good question. Thank you for joining, Christy. No, we haven't looked for it. It's a fantastic question because HPF particularly, there is a difference between male and female on the incidence of the disease. And it will be very important to test this. But for this proof of concept studies, we stuck with male, male animals. But great question. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.